You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Good evening, everyone. Today is April 1st, 2021. And we have our April Fool's jokester, Carrie, with us today. So, Carrie, what's going on? Well, actually, uh, not a whole lot. Um, the IRS is on vacation uh, for the next three weeks, and they're not going to send out any letters or nothing. We tried to call them today, and they told us if you call them uh, at 1-800-1040, it says that we're on vacation for three weeks. Seriously? April Fools, you doof! God, oh, me. you got me. I love it when the when the plan comes together. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh. <laughs> no. All right. Well, don't you hate it when that happens? Oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Anyway, does anyone have anything they want to share? Star two on your phone. Hit star two. Raise your hand, and we'll call on you. And then we will get you uh, the best we can. We'll get you. We'll get you an answer. We got kind of a surge of people in here tonight. So I got a question. I got a, a subject that we okay. can go over. Okay. Okay. Order to dismiss for failure to state a claim. Oh, okay. we lost. Or did we? What did we lose? The tax court. When you put in yeah. your petition, and then yeah. the court comes back with a order of dismissal, Failure to state a claim. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. What does that mean? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. What's happening is they don't know how to deal with it anymore because what's happening is they're saying that the the um, you got to understand what what the uh, court order says. The court order says the commissioner says the IRS doesn't have jurisdiction. So now they're coming back and they're saying that we're stating a claim that relief can't be granted. Well, the notice of deficiency and the notice of determination, that is the claim. So how I'm answering it, and uh, when I answer it this way, we have good luck with it, is since they're admitting, stating a claim that relief can't be granted, there is no claim. So that means they're not stating a claim. So they're admitting we never received a notice of deficiency or notice of determination. Therefore, we tell the court to dismiss 
for lack of jurisdiction on the grounds, there's no notice of deficiency or notice of determination. So we're going because they're they're being hurt so hard by it, what they're doing is they're making it to do an extra step. Then when you get in front of the IRS, the IRS says that's not what it says. But when you squeeze them really, really tight and you push them really, really hard, what happens is it, it, that is what it says. If you understand what, what you have, that's what it says. So what they're doing is, you know, we're having to go to court and, and the IRS is now saying, um, Your Honor, they can't use their, their court order. Well, why would they say you can't use your court order if it wasn't any good? So the judge is trying to say, well, you have to have an attorney. You can't, you can't, uh, you have to have an attorney. You can't represent yourself. Well, that's that's anti-American right there. And you can't use your court order. Well, why can't we use a court order if that's not what it says? So what we're doing is we're working on some things to make them, you know, understand that they can't tell you who you can and can't have. Uh, um, uh, represent you, and so we're, we're, we have a couple of those going right now, where the judge doesn't know what to do, and 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 so the judge has actually said that you can't use the court order in your case in your um, in your defense, and and so we had to object, and and so. We objected, and we're going to finish it up on Monday because tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's a holiday. It's uh, St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, and uh, no, it's Good Friday. And so, Good Friday, the courts are closed, so we're going to pick up again on Monday. So, so when we left today, basically, basically what they said when we left was, um, uh, we 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 have no options. We have to use an attorney, but we'll pay for it. So. There's no money involved. And number two, you cannot use the court order in your defense. So we just got to come up with a defense that gets rid of both of those. So what that tells me is it's really, this court order is really, really hitting them where it hurts. The jurisdiction so, come back. Okay, so if we can't well, use the court order, then where does this court get the jurisdiction? Well, yeah, you know, if you don't have a court order, you know, like I say, the attorneys are saying, you know, well, that's not what it says. So my my comeback was, if that's not what it says, then why do you care if we use it? <laughs> and so, 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 so now we're having an. Well, we we don't want you to use it. Well, you're not going to believe this. I don't want you to. I don't want you to take no money out of my check either. So, so it's not what you want. And so, so now, basically, we use it up all the time fighting about we can't use the court order. Well, if it doesn't say what you, well, if it doesn't say what it says, what difference does it make if we use it? And, and so, it got pretty testy, pretty ugly. But it was like I said, you can tell by their reaction that is that is really hurting them. And uh, another guy called in. I don't know when it was. Truth usually does. He said. Yeah, he called in and said he went in and uh, called the court and wanted to know why his uh, order wasn't on the books yet. And, they, and the lady was real nice. The people that you call at the at the court, they're pretty nice. It's the, 
it's the the educated idiots that, that aren't too nice. She said that the IR, I'm sorry, that the tax court is over five weeks behind on putting them in. So that means that means uh, normally we get a docket number in two to three weeks. They're five weeks before they can even put them in. So what that tells me is what we're doing is we're ramping up on them. We're putting them in faster than they can post them. That means that just from the workload, they're not going to be able to write any letters anymore because they got a hiring freeze. So we're hitting them at a rate that they can't put them in the computer as fast as we're getting them to the, to the court. <laughs> that means the IRS isn't going to be able to write letters because they don't have enough staff and they can't hire anybody. So all I can say is kudos to those of you that are going to the court, and it's it's um, and we're getting what we want. Now we're not getting it as smooth as we did have, but we we are getting it sometimes. And what's making it worse on them is they're coming back saying you're stating the claim that relief can't be granted. Well, then we're having to go back twice, so that's throwing that five weeks back even farther. So everything they're doing, even though it sounds like it's not to our advantage. It is to our advantage. So if <laughs> if you write a letter to them and it takes them five weeks to put it in there, then they come back and tell, and then you have to do it again. You might as well. That means everybody's got to do it twice. They're ten weeks out. That means they're two. <laughs> they're two see, so so we just have to keep we just have to keep pushing them and hammering them and stop. You know, they're rolling over for them. And um, uh, my question is, if somebody can answer this for me. If a liar lies, is it a lie? I want you to think about that now. So we do have somebody that's had their hand raised. Great. Oh, you do. Yeah, I can't see the, the thing, so you just tell right. me. We'll be more than glad to take them. Okay. 816 area code. Go ahead. Uh, I didn't raise my hand for that question. <laughs> this is for real. Well, uh, but you raised it for uh, something else. But that's well, okay. It was I want to ask you. If a liar lies, is it a lie? If two negatives make a positive, no. <laughs> okay, that's a good answer. But to answer, yes, it would be a lie. A lie is always a lie. That's funny. Two negatives right. make a positive. That's right. Go ahead. Now you raise your hand. Go ahead. Okay. Um, that that you're talking about, that where they're uh, is that just in one uh, district, or is that in um, is that Washington, pretty much in all the districts? We're sending Pardon? our court orders to Washington D.C. Okay, so it's not the and court Washington. that's giving the problem; it's just the no. IRS. It, yes, it's the IRS attorney. They're putting in a motion to dismiss. Uh, for stating a claim that relief can't be granted. The problem is Absolutely. that's not a that's a rule. That's a, if you look up. Uh, go ahead. I'm well, to be. Yeah, but so so that's they're trying to get the order dismissed. Well, yeah, they see they want it dismissed for stating a claim that relief can't be granted because we that's kind of their catch-all. That's like saying uh, it's really hot. They don't have to define hot, then what is hot? 
Well, if you live in Antarctica and it's 400 degrees below zero, 300 degrees below zero is hot. There's no definition for that. So that means they've got a lot more, they, they get more movement. They, all they got to do is say, well, that ain't what that says. It doesn't mean we can't do that. See, but when we get it and it says we never received a, nat- a statutory notice of deficiency or a statutory notice of determination, now there's a reason. That's Title 26. We're able to, we're able to squeeze them a lot harder. But so what happens is the attorney for the IRS is saying, they're stating a claim that relief, we want this dismissed for lack of jurisdiction on the grounds that they're stating a claim that relief can't be granted. So what that's, they're trying to do is they're trying to get something, see, um, that's like saying it tastes bad. Well, number one, what tastes bad and, and what does it taste like? See, there's, there's, no, there's no parameter. That way, they, that way we, they're losing, but, they're, but it's, we, we, have, uh, we have a motion, but it's so broad and so tall that we can't really use it very well. So what we're doing is we're going back to have that narrowed to where we can use it to our advantage a lot better. That's all. Okay. So, so is that so? So the IRS is doing that wherever these uh, requests for orders are uh, initiated. That's the IRS attorney's response, no matter where it's coming from. Right. No matter where it's coming from, the IRS's attorneys. Now, you know who the IRS attorneys are, don't you? No. The IRS attorneys. Well, yeah, but they're the DOJ. Oh, Oh, really? They're the DOJ. Well, the DOJ is Department of Justice. That's federal. So they're federal and right. they're federal attorneys. Okay, they're getting them from the DOJ. So the DOJ okay. is is part of the federal court. So what's happening is they're using a DOJ attorney to make that statement, and so it becomes um, uh, it becomes uh, 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 how do I say it? It becomes. Um, uh, um, anyway, it's the DOJ because the IRS don't have attorneys, see, or if they do have them, they're, they're using the DOJ. So the DOJ attorney is saying they want this case dismissed uh, on, the, um, on the grounds. They're saying a claim that really can't be granted. Now, if you ever, if you ever get involved in a lawsuit with the IRS, I'm sorry, with the federal government, anytime the federal government, anytime the federal government gets pinched, and they're getting their brains beat out. They put in a motion to to dismiss um, for sending a claim that really can't be granted. So, so if it's granted, then what they're saying is, see, and what they're trying to say is, you broke the law. You broke the law, but we want it dismissed because of the rule. The rule is much more kind to them than the law is. We'll beat them every time on the law but it's hard to beat them on the rules. So you have to know that that's a rule. Does that make sense? Right, isn't that rule 2B6 or something like that? Okay, that's right. Are you in front of a computer? If you are, put in federal rules of civil procedure and then look at rule 12B6 and read it to us if you're in front of one. And then you'll kind of understand 
we have to understand the enemy. See, what we've done in the what we've done in the past is they'll say he's stating a claim that relief can't be granted. Then we're gonna then we're gonna say, well, they took my money and I want my money back. So there's my re- my relief is you give me my money. They're not talking about that. See, they're talking about something else, and we're always answering. See, what we're trying to do is show you that that what they're doing is they're 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 everything they touch they rot it becomes it becomes worthless it, it, um because the, anything the federal government touches is no good if they touch so, like, sugar you know, there it is becomes else sour can, there is someone else no, that, that, waiting just to let you know absolutely no problem Tad, bring them on it's not a problem real thank you uh, for calling well uh, okay question. I, I wasn't yep, trying to rush in. you or no, no, no. We're good. We're good. Okay. I'm happy. All right. Thanks, Brill. It's all good. Thank you, Brill, for the question. 619 area code. Go ahead. Hey, Kerry. The, um, I, I got the 12B6, and when that 12B6 was ruled on, the judge on his own motion ruled 12B6. There was nothing from the IRS. Huh? And I, I found cases where when that 12B6 is ruled, everything in the petition is admitted as true. And in response to that order, 12B6 order, I issued a consent decree that the, I just got the, the green card pack from the clerk today. And the consent decree is where I write my own decree and stating that the respondent lacks jurisdiction on the grounds that the respondent failed to um, failed to issue statutory determinations and statutory notices. And now I'm going to get a certified copy from the clerk, and that will be the final determination from the clerk itself because the judge issued his own motion and making, making him a party and everything else. So I'll be getting that from the clerk, and I'll send over what I get back from the clerk to you. Thank you. That's great. Did you see? But, but what, he's, so what, we're, so what I'm saying is, is semi-true, I guess, because see, what we're saying is we never received it. That's their admittance that they didn't get it. That's wonderful. See, the more the more we squeeze these people, the worse it is for them. So just because you don't get what everybody else gets does not mean you're the only one getting it. And not only that, let us help you. Here, here's some help for you. What we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to put them people out of business or – not necessarily out of business, but let's let's make them obey the law. I don't care right. if the IRS does what they do. You know, I, I want the IRS to be in business because it, let them collect. Let them collect what they're supposed to collect. They show up at your house and they pull a gun on you. They point a gun at your, your one of your children. What's going on with this? If what they were doing was right, they don't have to come to my house with a cannon and point it at my house. They don't have to do that. Knock on the door, come in, drink a cup of coffee, and, and let's talk about it. But they don't, you know. Uh, they come by with uh, six or seven of them, and they come up and they surround your house, and they point guns at you. Something's wrong with this picture. See? Yep. And, 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 and that's how we're trying to straighten out. We're not trying to put them out of business. We're trying to get them to obey the law they wrote. And the guy that 619, I believe, was the area code on that. I want to thank you for that. Thank you for that, man. Appreciate that. Anything you can bring like this to us, it helps us help everyone else. Thank you so much. Does anybody else so, uh, uh, yeah, have wait a, a minute. 
So real quick, um, the judge accepts that everything is factual. Where is yep. it written again? I think you told me once before. I'll send you the court cases on it where in order to in order right. to say there's fair to say to claim everything in the petition must be taken as as true in order to say, yeah, all the facts are true, but uh, there's no claim in there. And so the judge is actually testifying in that case. And uh, the and the when when the judge does a sua sponte order, it's unappealable. The only th only thing that's not appealable is my consent degree where I agree with it. Now we have a contract because I'm agreeing with the judge and I wrote my own order and final determination. Well, you see, and that's so, even better because now you can you can make you can put them back in their you can put them back in their box. Well, uh, also what we say earlier, Carrie, by this court's own admission, petitioner has never received statutory notice. That's, right. That's basically saying the same thing. Absolutely, it's saying the same thing. But but now we have uh, something we can back. It's saying the same thing because the court is saying you're, they're stating a claim. That means that we said we didn't get one. They have to. They're, they're agreeing with us. We didn't get one. They're, they even said it. So hey, you know what? what I'm trying to tell you is that does not make it. That does not bad news. Go ahead. I'll, Why don't we put on the petition kit? You know, never received for years, blah, 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 and then in parentheses, the claim. We can do or that. Off to the side, we can, the claim. You can do that. The only thing, the only reason why I didn't do it is because okay. if they say you stated a claim that relief really can't be granted, well, I don't know if that would mess that up. We can do that. You know, that's not, I'm not saying that's not a bad idea. Um, but for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, uh, if go to the tax court, go to the, the, the forms, and then there's a form kit. There's three or four. There's three, I think, three forms. You fill them out. It takes five minutes. You mail it to the tax court, and the tax court then does what they do. And, and, and like I said, I talked to a guy today, and he said that he called the court, wanted to know why it's taking so long. And the and the, uh, the 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 lady behind the phone said, "Well, <laughs> the the tax court is five to six weeks behind. That means we're we're rushing at them again because they're getting <laughs> more and more aggressive. What this is doing is, see, the other thing that this does is when you file your court case." Let's say it takes three to four weeks to get your docket number. You may not get your order, but you're going to get a docket number. Then if the IRS writes you a letter and the letter says, uh, we see here that you didn't do so-and-so, you have to file the 1040, you have to jump up and down, do some push-ups. <clears throat> what we're doing is we're saying, well, we're in receipt of your, your um, letter dated so-and-so, letter number so-and-so, in there you state this. I'm in court with that right now. Here's my docket number, C Exhibit A. We put the docket number that we got from the tax court, and then we put in a letter. If you can't write us anymore, you can't call us, you can't talk to us about this, or you're, prejudic you're prejudicing our um, um, right to the court, and we send it off. Now they don't know what to do. It's like, uh, uh. So what we're doing is we're doing all these things because it's to our advantage. Because, because when you have a um, when you have a force 
like they put together. If you read what uh, uh, an e-agent, and you can read an e-agent, they're, they're an enforcement agent, Title 26, 7608, it says they can carry guns. Well, that means when they show up at your house, that's an e-agent because he's in the field. They're banging on your door. That means a guy at your door, and there's never one of them. They come in twos or they come like packs of dogs. There's two or three of them. Every one of them have guns. So, so you know that when you open the door, there's three, two or three men and or women and or women that have guns, and they're there to talk to you. Well, if they want to talk to me, they can leave their guns in the car. I don't need them to do that. So I come up with just bizarre ways to deal with them. And, and it just creates nothing but problems. So what we're trying to do here, we're not trying to tell you we're shutting the IRS down. We don't want that. We're not trying to bend, the, the, uh, tear the head off of the government. We're not doing that. We're not anti-government. We're not any of that. What we are is we want the government to follow. We want this to follow. Um, we want this to follow. We want the, the government that we have to to um, um, obey their own laws. Obey their own laws. Thank you. All right. Does so, do you sense? have any more comments on that? If the um, if if the e agents were ever to show up, they don't have jurisdiction without the sheriff. I'd call the sheriff and see if the sheriff gave him permission to act as foreign agents within the within the county. That's, that's okay. my. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Now, what we're doing here is the sheriff, he runs for office. So what we're doing here is we're getting two or 300 of us together, and we rent a room. We invite the sheriff over to give us a speech. So far, we've met with him twice, and he's come, and he's spoken to us. And then after he gives his speech, you know, he said, this is my political speech. Oh, we're, we're all for you, man. You're the greatest guy. You know, you're the greatest guy since sliced bread. Then what we do is we say to him, we say, well, how come we have foreign agents in our thing? And then he, and he was, what? And so we kind of explained to him what's happening. So what the sheriff has told us is, huh, I didn't know that was going on. I have a hard time believing the sheriff doesn't know that a foreign agent is in is in the county. Anyway... So what's happening is we're starting to do that. We also, it's, it's the, the running for office, our city council. We have, we've had three meetings with the city council. And in the city council meeting, we bring up these things to them. In the city council, are you, are you for the constitution? Well, absolutely. Then I shared with the city councilman, well, it says right here, there's no ad valorem tax. He looked at me and said, that ad valorem, by the way, is property tax. Well, I know what that is. I said, so, well, then how are we going to raise money? I said, well, you're using Federal Reserve notes. Why don't you do what the Federal Reserve says? Package up the deal. Tell them how much you need to run the county or the city or the state, whatever, and send them a bill. Says it right here. You highlighted it, and he looked at that. It was like the cafe at a new gate. I never heard of such a thing. What we're trying to do is we're trying to do it at grassroots. Again, we do not want to disrupt or hurt the government. What we want to do is... Let them run their thing as they're supposed to. You know, just like when you go up here to get a hamburger at the, at the fast food joint. I don't want to be robbed every time I go there. Same thing here. I don't want to be robbed every year and, 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 and so on and so on. But that's just what we're doing here.
All right. Okay, so Robert has a question. I'm going to get Robert on here, hopefully. Thank you. Terry, you'll recognize my voice, and thank you for sending me the uh, thank you for sending I don't, me. I don't, I don't recognize you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. It's Robert from California. I do. I know. I know hey, who bro, you are. Bro. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, um, I, I just want to go over something with you that might help some of the other people because it, it threw me a couple days ago. Because um, we're trying to get the government, as you said, to obey their own statutes. So I... I am reading the statutes, and they're really compelling to me. And one thing that threw me, which got me off kilter yesterday, oh, and by the way, I want everybody to know that I filed a petition with the tax court, and it only took them 31 days for the judge to dismiss the case. On his own, evidently, there's no notice of deficiency. But that got me to look at the definition of a notice of deficiency in the statute. And a notice of deficiency is, is the difference between what you self-report and what they come up with. Then they send you a notice of deficiency if you're deficient. Now, if they agree with what you file, then there's no, quote, deficiency. And that threw me because until I read that, I thought Efficiency meant you didn't pay the tax that you self-assessed. It doesn't mean that. So for this group, if they were to read that, and how um, how would having no notices of deficiency protect them, protect me, or anyone else if we self-reported and say we told them we owe $20,000? and they didn't dispute it, then that's a straight-on debt to them that they're going to come and collect regardless of a notice of deficiency, or do I have that wrong? Okay. You, here's the problem. A, an income tax on income is, is, is cannot be done. There's no implementing regulation for it. They I, can I, only I, tax... Go ahead. Yeah, I accept that. Thank you. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you say 20000 or not. If I don't know better and I tell them I owe them 20000 the problem that you have is, is here's where the problem comes. They have a vagueness doctrine. Robert, since you're on the phone, do you know what income is? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Now, wait a minute. I'm going to give it to you the way the government gives it to you. Are you in front of a computer? Yes. Okay, put in Title 31, <clears throat> Title 31, Section 3, 2, 1, D is in dog, and the number 2. When you get it, come back. I'm going to let you read it, and then you'll understand why they can't – it, everything is upside down. Okay, that's Title 31, Section 321, D2. Got it. I'm there. Okay, I want you to read it. Now, do not read this. We're not in a hurry. 
I want you to read it slow so you can tell me what it says. Go ahead. For purposes of the federal income, estate, and gift tax. Hold on. So hold on. So it doesn't say that. It says for the purposes, not for purpose. So for the purposes of the federal income and the state. So this is going to be important. Let's listen to it. Now, read the next little section. It, the version I'm reading, which is at Cardinal, doesn't say for the purposes. It says for purposes. That's fine. See, that's why you shouldn't read Cornell. You should always read the thing. But go ahead and start over and read it, and then read the next batch with it. For purposes of the federal income, estate, and gift taxes, comma, property accepted under paragraph one shall be considered as a gift or bequest to or for the use of the United States. Stop right there. So what is federal income? It okay, says read it again. So we for purposes of the income tax. So we'll, 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 we'll shorten it for purposes okay. of the federal income. Um, for oh wait a minute. Yeah, for purposes of the federal income tax, property accepted under paragraph one shall be considered as a gift or bequest to or for Stop. the- Stop. So the purposes of the federal income tax is a gift or a bequest. That's how I read that's it. The okay, that's the problem. I don't care how you read it. That's what it says. So the problem is, what is federal income tax? Gifts or bequests. Okay, I paid a man's house, and he gave me three sandwiches, two cakes, and a um, diamond watch. Those are gifts. Federal Reserve notes aren't gifts. It doesn't say for my labor. That's the problem right there. So we have to understand the enemy. If we understand the enemy, we can read what he's saying, and we'll know where we're going. So <clears throat> the problem is you can't pay income taxes on income. You can only pay excise taxes according to the according to the Constitution. Now, the reason you can pay taxes on excise is not income because the, the guy that works for a living, that, that breaks tires, paints houses, he's a doctor, whatever, he cannot write off uh, certain things. Uh, for an example, an, air, an airline pilot, he, he has to have an airline pilot suit. They're expensive. He can't write that off as a business expense. But yet, a guy who's a, a multi-billionaire, he can write off his Ferrari that he drives to the office. Why? Because it's part of his company. So what I'm trying to tell you is it, the system, by using the income, is wrong. But an excise tax, if you buy a Ferrari for, for 300000 and you pay 10%, and I buy one, we both pay the same. That's why excise taxes are the way they are. But alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, everything on that is excise taxes. That's why you pay taxes on it. So what you have is you have a mandatory tax, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives. That that's your excise taxes. 
So Title 26 has no implementing regulations. That means all your income are gifts or bequests. Because we don't know that, I make no income. I have zero income because I don't get a gift is a gift is is um, defined as getting something that you don't deserve. So if I paint a house and a guy I paint a guy's house and it's a five hundred dollar job and he gives me ten thousand dollars, five hundred of it is 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 labor and the other nine thousand nine hundred nine thousand whatever it is that's a gift that would be taxable because that's a gift but people don't do that so you don't make gifts so if you if you're if you give your son a bicycle a three hundred dollar bicycle your son in reality should pay taxes on his three hundred dollar bicycle because that's a gift but the problem is it isn't to the United States the other problem is is it says for the purposes of the federal income now the problem is if i work for the federal government and the federal government gives me gifts um um i have to pay taxes on it now when i got into the conversation with the irs what the irs basically said was you have a privilege you're using federal reserve notes the federal reserve notes are the are the federals there's why you pay taxes on them well in Title 26, if you're interested, Title 26, Section 1271 through 1275 will tell you Federal Reserve notes are not taxable by anybody on the grounds. They're not money. They're not gifts. They're debt. So how do you pay debt with debt? You can't because it decreases the value even more. Title 26, Section 1271 through 1275 says Federal Reserve notes are not taxable. So now they got a problem. No matter where they go, if you understand what they're saying, we can beat them, but we cannot beat them with our status. So what do I mean by status? Okay, I'm a non-resident alien. Well, an alien is somebody born that's not that was born not on the earth. A non-resident would be somebody who's non-resident to the earth. So if I was born on Mars, I would be an alien, foreign to a non-resident to the earth. I would be a non-resident alien. To me, that makes perfect sense. People tell me, no, a non-resident alien is somebody who doesn't live in Washington, D.C. Well, then what are you a non-resident to? Well, I'm, not, I'm non-resident to Washington, D.C. So what? What you're doing is that you still, for the purposes of federal income, it still says, see, what we have to do is we have to understand, in my opinion, this is not legal advice, but in my opinion, it says, for the purposes of federal income, their gifts or bequests. That means every person, every person that does anything, it doesn't say, um, for, for, for purposes of federal income, are gifts and bequests for those that are non-resident aliens or that are live in Washington, D.C., or work for Congress, or if you're, a, um, if you're a painter or you're a doctor or if you're a haircutter, you have to pay. See, none of that matters. See? Uh, now, I guess when I said that, I guess you could say somebody who cuts your hair, you give her, if she cuts your hair or he cuts your hair, and it's $50 and you give him a $50 tip, that would be a gift. So I guess that could be considered uh, a gift. I just thought of that while I'm sitting here. But see, they're not gonna, they don't make enough money 
uh, in tips to go past the, the threshold of even filing it. So did that does that help you at all? This I in putting this together, it appears. I mean, it appears. I'm not. I'm not astute at this, but it appears when you give them anything that they're going to consider that a gift to the government. Okay, but that's I understand that. But that's not what they're, you're taxing. You're taxing your labor. In other words, income. If I make 100,000 Federal Reserve notes, they want that on line seven of the 1040. They want right. that called income. Okay. That's not income. I didn't make 100,000 gifts. Impossible. That's impossible. That's what they want you to think. So they've changed the definition. Now go back to the 1040. The 1040 defines it differently. Now the problem is, if you use the 1040 and you read the 1040, the 1040 says um, you, you, gotta, you have to follow a return. So in the 1040, it says follow return. Doesn't say it follow 1040. To me, that's awkward. Why would the 1040 say to follow return, but yet don't define return? Yet there's, there's, there's 22 or 23, maybe 18 different returns. So if I file any return, that's fine. Do you follow 1040? No, why? Because the 1040 says I can't. But that don't make sense. But that's what it says. So if you want to see where that's at, I'll tell you where it's at, and you can read it to us. But the 1040 instruction booklet tells you you cannot file a 1040. It says you can't file a 1040. Yet it's, it's written in the 1040 instructions. So you have to understand what they're saying. See? Now, does anybody else have a question? So Robert, far, no. thank you. Hit star yeah. two on your phone. Uh, eight okay. four eight. Thanks. Now, before we get to this, um, if you guys, if if people on this call, if you have IRS issues, we do have a uh, monthly membership at youhavetheright.com. We have a number of these calls broken down by subject that will uh, talk you, walk you through the process. Um, and we also have coaching available if you're interested in that. So go to youhavetheright.com and uh, you can contact me through there and talk to me if you have any issues. We also, ha if you also are interested in unvolunteering from the income tax, which is a right reserved to you in Title 26, uh, we can help you with that too. So get in touch with me at youhavetheright.com. Uh, go to the contact form and send me a message. Okay, 848 area code, go ahead. Hi, Ted. Hi, Carrie. Uh, this is Andrew. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I just got a, um, a lien, notice of lien, not, a, not an actual lien. Um, but I, I've been reading through and um, the the section for the levy is quite clear. I mean, it it says that the levy may be made upon the accrued salary or wages of any officer, employee, or elected official of the United States, Columbia, or any agency or instrumentality of the United States or the District of Columbia. Hey, 
Um, hold one second. Now, what, what section is that? You're right, it does, but tell them what section it is. Uh, I believe that is, uh, is 6331A. 6331A. Now, I'm going to let you keep going, but if you go to the parallel table of authorities, it's under Title 27. Go ahead. Ah. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it seems very strict as far as who, um, you know, who, who the levy can apply to. But you know, even when you talk to these numb nuts, they, they seem to just ignore it and plow through. Um, well, I went back. That's right. Went back to the revised statutes of 1873, where all of this kind of started, and it becomes even more clear that um, the levy only applies to people that have to make monthly um, returns on uh, on uh, distillers, brewers, um, you know, all the things that are focused on, um, you know, what what a um, enforcement officer has jurisdiction over. Um, okay. So they've changed the language, but they haven't, you know, gotten rid of the old rights right. or laws. So if you want something that will help you greatly, go online. And if you can't find it, I'll help you. And if you can't, if you, if you just can't find it, um, uh, Tad has it. But ask for the t parallel table of authorities. And let me explain to you what the parallel table of authorities does. What you do is you look up a section. It could be all right, Title V, Section 3. There's a, there's a parallel table of authority for, for uh, Title V. You go to Title V, Section 3, and it's going to tell you where, the, where this um, Title V, Section 3, where, what, what it applies to. Well, Title 26 has one also. I've been saying this the last few weeks, and people didn't know this until, uh, so I'm going to say it again tonight. Title 26 is roughly 10,000 pages. <clears throat> now, 26, inside of 26, to make up the 10,000 pages, is Title 26 and Title 27. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, Title 26, section whatever, also has 27 in it. Sneeze here. Right. I'm with Hold you on, on that. <laughs> okay, so you have, you really, in my opinion, you need a, a, a parallel table of authorities because they're going to tell you, well, according to 7212, willful trade file and, 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 and um, uh, defraud the government, that's a felony charge. Well, if you go to the parallel table of authorities, Title 26, Section 7212, next to that it's going to say Title 27, Part 70. So that means 7212 is under, is under Title 27, Part 70. So it's in Title 26, they're, they're, they're pushing it as it's 26, but it's really Title 27. So it hasn't got anything to do, not with you as the, as the non-resident alien, but you as the person that works for gifts or bequests. 
See, so it doesn't matter how you look at it. So what we have to do is we have to understand what they're doing. And, and if we understand what they're doing, we can now put a defense together that puts them in a bind. Um, we went to court today, and they're trying to get the guy for the rest of his life. And here's the problem they're saying. They're saying, well, you can't use Title 27 in your defense. Yet, they're charging us with Title 27. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're charging us with Title 27, but we cannot use Title 27 in our defense. So what we have to do is, um, that's the one I was telling you on Monday. We, 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 we went in there and danced with them, and it, was, it got ugly, and it got ugly quick. So the IRS agent says, well, Your Honor, we, he can't use Title 27 in his defense. So, so I objected. Why did I object? Well, because Title 27 is used in the, in, the, uh, in other words, according to the, um, um, the um, um, indictment, the indictment says right here, 7212, but it says 26. That's right, but here under the parallel table of authority, it says Title 27. Well, where did you get, where'd you get the parallel table of authorities? I said, from somebody who has no business doing it, the GPO, the government printing office, says right on top, oh, so now we're standing in front of the judge. We have a we have a document from the GPO, the government printing office, that says 7212 is Title 27. They're saying it's Title 26. So, Your Honor, what are we going to do? He said, We're going to we're going to meet back on Monday. They don't know what to do now. So now what we have them is I think we have them in checkmate. If the judge says you can't use Title 27 in your defense, then we're going to have 27 taken off of the the docket. See? So, so we have we have to be able to we have to be able to defend ourselves. So it's it's what's happening is the way we're arguing this now we're taking us out of the picture. I can't say that enough. Uh, I talk to people every day and they say, well, um, you know, well I'm the, I'm a um, well I'm a um, I'm a non-resident. I'm an American national. Well, what what in the world is an American national? Well, it's somebody that's not born in Washington, D.C. There's where you're messed up. No, no, no. An American national is somebody born on the island of America uh, uh, under, under, under the water in the national water line. See, in other words, once you tell them what it is, they're going to change it on you. How do I know? Well, according to Title One, Section 1, the go- that's the government's um, um, glossary page. They're going to tell you, something different the only way I, I can do this and I do this is if you ask me a question I'm going to make you define it so I understand what you're asking does that make any sense at all it does um, I, I guess my question okay. is yeah go ahead can we use every option available as um, absolutely option? yes and yes. Um, my other question is, I believe that, um, uh, you know, like a, a notice of deficiency or, or anything um, can't be done unless there's an assessment that's been created. You know, obviously, okay. we file, if we filed, it's a self-assessment. But if that doesn't... That's right. Happen, but see, 
but but see, you can come back and change your assessment because you you didn't know. You know, you're assessing yourself to make an income. Income is a gift. Oh, I thought it was. So so we can come back and change the assessment. But the assessment still doesn't matter. You can tell them what the assessment is because under Title 26, 1271 to 1275, it says Federal Reserve Notes. I think it says debt notes. It may not say Federal Reserve Notes. It says debt notes or government notes, something to that effect. I don't remember the exact, exact wording. Cannot be taxed. So it doesn't matter what you put down. They can't be taxed. So it doesn't really matter as long as you understand it. Now, I'm going to show you how this, what I, what I do. Now, well, can I ask you a question? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I got paid in uh, wheelbarrows of manure, so that was a gift. Uh, I'm okay. willing that's, to give the government their share. That's yeah. exactly right. There you go. I love it here, and, and and put it on your put it on your uh, raspberry trees. Now let me show you how far off we are. Now um, I don't know you from Adam. If you walked in my front door, I wouldn't recognize you. I'm going to just ask you a quick question. I just need you to answer it so I can try to prove my point. Are you a man of color by any chance? I'm a man of color. That is a great question. Um, I'm going to say I'm a, a man of multicolors. <laughs> Do you see the problem we have? You're exactly right. The definition of black is the absence of all color. The, the, the definition of white is the, is, the, is the reflection of all colors. So, so we see people on um, on TV, they'll say, and, and, and he's a man of color, and then a black guy walks out there. I, I don't have any, I don't see the color, but yet they're, they're, they're pigeonholing us so that we think the way they want us to think. That way when they ask you a question, see, you can tell them that, and you are correct. That was a perfect answer. I'm a man of color. Yes, I am. I've got all the colors in me according to their own definition. See, so that's what I do. I use a glossary page that I've put together. It's not my glossary page, but it's a glossary page. It's a page of, of words that I need to protect me when I go to court or I deal with the, with the government. And what I've done is I've used Black's Law Dictionary, the Constitution, um, and other government. Where I read several. In other words, I'll have some in Bovier because Bovier does a little bit better. Black's Law is good, but then I'll find it in the, a government printed office uh, document. So then I'll use that one. In other words, I have, oh, I don't know, probably 60 words that I use, 40 words that I use on everything. It doesn't matter what it is. And they're already defined. I put that with every piece of paper that I deal with. When I do my paperwork, that goes with it. If they don't, and I put right in there, uh, here comes my, uh, my lawsuit. I'm suing Billy Bob for whatever, um, you know, I'm coming towards you as a pro, uh, improper, um, impro, uh, pro per, not pro se, because pro se, I'm there as an attorney. I'm, uh, I'm in pro per, that's, I'm, I'm representing myself as myself, and I have a glossary page. If you don't agree with the glossary page, any word on there, cross it out, change it, so we're, we have a meeting of the minds. Now, I cannot be sabotaged. I cannot be stabbed in the back. I cannot stumble over my own self by admitting to something. So in other words, I have, I have income defined. 
as Title 31, Section 321D2, gifts, bequests. And I have it written right there. Now, I'm protected. Well, did you get any income? No. What do you mean? Yeah, uh, page three of, the, of my glossary page, fourth word says, now they've got, they've got to take it. Why, you didn't send it back across. Oh, we don't agree. Oh, now we've got a problem. You tell me what it is. So I make them define everything. What that does is that protects me against them telling me, well, Federal Reserve notes, that's income. But yet, if you look up Federal Reserve note in Black's Law Dictionary, it says it's, it's paper currency used as a medium of exchange but is not money. I've got that on my sheet. So if he tells me that, well, then what, Black's Law Dictionary is a liar. So what I've done is I've set this up to where if I get in pinched, if I get in a position where I get pinched, I have something to protect. I can now, if I have to appeal, I'm appealing on the grounds. Black's Law Dictionary said Federal Reserve notes is the medium of exchange, not money. They're saying it's money. So now we got a problem. They're, so who's right? I may see they're gonna they're gonna tell me. So so the guy that I'm talking to, do you mind if I ask you another question? Okay, you may I, have I don't mind. No, okay. No, no, no. Real quick, real quick, we do have somebody else that's waiting in the queue. Okay. Uh, go ahead and finish up. Okay. Uh, what color is a green shirt? If you don't mind me asking you, what color is a green shirt? Uh, I would say rocks and oysters. Okay. See, you would be wrong because you're saying rocks and oysters and nobody else would look. Let me tell you what the answer is. In my opinion, well, you didn't, I would say. And accept my well, what I would say is I would say to whom, because once they say to whom, well, to you, now I can say rocks and oysters, because now you can't say it's wrong. But if, if you say rocks and oysters before you define then we're going to bring in 10 people and ask them, and they're going to tell me. So what I do is to whom? Well, to Mary. I have no idea. I don't use her eyes. The only person that I can tell you who it is is me. So I would say to whom, when he said to you, I say, oh, rocks and oysters. What do you mean? Well, that's what it is. Now they can't prove it right or wrong. They can't use that question anymore. That's how I do everything. It protects me from their absolute, what do you call it, demonic way of doing things. But thank you for that. I appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Understood. Oh. Thank you. Right, thank okay, you. let's get to the next one. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. 707, go ahead. Um, hi, this is Maggie. Hi, Carrie. Go ahead. Um, this is Maggie. Um, hi, Carrie. Maggie. Uh, I just hey. had a... I had a quick question. I really appreciate all of the uh, codes that you use. Maggie, and you just... Maggie, real quick. I need to interrupt you. How did you hear about today's yeah. night's call? Uh, from Carrie and from an email that uh, okay. we had gotten a while back. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Um, anyway, I, I just had a question about uh, another code, and I wondered what you thought about it in terms of um, kind of adding to the, to the whole I don't know. There's just so many ways that we can, you know, call the fraud what it is. But um, do you 
ever call in Title 26, Section 83, where they talk about um, gross income, property, that it's, it has to do with anything that's in excess of the transfer. It, it's basically, to me, I read it as being um, that our labor isn't taxable, that, that anything beyond what we make at an arm's length you know, transaction, beyond that would be more taxable. Um, I just wanted to know what you thought about that or knew anything about that uh, well, being something to look yes. at. Well, well it, that's a good thought. Uh, we had a guy go in and do that, and, and uh, um, his case lasted three weeks because of that. Because what happens is, and I'm pleased, that's a great thought. I'm not, I'm not, I never looked down on anything. I love, love you thinking that way. Here's the problem. As soon as you make the determination, what I do is I make them define everything. Now, your name's Maggie. I'm going to ask you a question and just answer it so I can show you. Um, are you tall? Um, by, I, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Compared to see, what? See, okay, there, see, but that's not what you did under 83. Well, I see, so what I would do is I would say according to uh, what I would try to do is I would try to get my words defined and then drop 83 on them. I never answer a question first without knowing because, see, I asked you, are you tall compared right. to what? Welcome. See, so 83, see, so in 83, there's some, there are, yes, we've used it, but there are some, there are some pitfalls in it. And okay. the pitfalls are, see, the pitfalls are, you have to understand what they're asking you. Does that make sense? Right, right. Well, what I did, because I know, and initially when I was looking at that particular one, it was confusing to me. Well, which all is. All of their language is so gobbledygook that it's, you know, in, yep. intended to be confusing as far as I'm concerned. But um, when, I, when I eliminated some of the excess crap, I'll say, I'll just put it out there, then it did make sense. And if I could just read what I right. – and it's taken right from 26, uh, Section 83. So this isn't me making it up. But it says, property transferred in connection with the performance of services – if in connection with the performance of services property is transferred, the excess of the fair market value of such property over the amount, if any, paid for such property shall be included in the gross income of the person who performs such services. So I'm thinking that could be a good definition of gross income because what it's saying is if you have a contract with a, you know, if you perform a service like your labor for property, which would be compensation or, or money, payment, whatever, then that's just the fair market. That, that's that. That's not, that doesn't have anything to do with gross income, which I know income's vague, but at least it's, it's, it's basically saying right in there that you don't have any gross income if, unless it's above and beyond what you worked for for your money. No, that see, then if you, it is, it is, and see, what I would use that is I would say, um, gross income services. Now, what I did when I was indicted, um, um, they told they they said something to me, and I said, well, excuse me, um, 
I was in the field with a whole bunch of cows working when I was in high school, and a bull serviced every one of them cows. Is that what you're saying? And, the, and, the, and they, they almost fall on the ground. So what I try to do is always get my definition first, but you are gotcha. correct. I like that. See, in other words, what you would do is you'd put, you'd put a cover letter with it. Make a cover letter. Again, this is not legal advice. This is how I would do it. I would do a cover letter. A cover letter is under 83, it says this. Uh, I looked up some blocks. This is what this means. This is what this means. And then if you don't agree, see, I tell them, if you don't agree with my definition of service or my definition of money, whatever, draw a line through it. Rewrite it and then redefine it. Now, I don't care what it is because I can protect myself then. If you refuse to do so, then you agree not only with my synopsis but with my definition and my outcome. That way, if when you do have to go, if you have to go to court, if you have to defend it. See, the problem we have is we can't defend it. We make statements. I'm an American national. Oh, okay. Right. Well, what it, what it, you see, so what I do is, I, 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 you know, what I tell them is, are you an American national? God, I don't know. What in the world's an American national? They'll say, well, what, what do you think it is? Well, I think it's a 48-year-old um, uh, ball-headed woman. Huh? Oh, okay. Well, I guess I don't know. What is it? See, see in other words, I put, that's how, that's how I do it. Okay, and so yeah. so I make it to where I'm I'm not that. So what you're doing is get your thing written out. Do a cover letter where you get your definitions. Put a def, put a glossary page with it, and and then you can say you know. And I agree with that then because see now you can protect yourself. It doesn't matter where we argue or where we fight. That's not the point. The point is we can't be. Um, let me ask you a question. Do you eat cereal? Um. Uh, you, I, what is what is cereal? You see how simple that is. Because if you have said yes, if you have said see how simple that is. Because if you have said yes, I was going to go. Sir, cereal is corn, manure, and chicken scratch <laughs> ground up that we feed the pigs. See? Oh, I thought you meant. Don't care what you think. That's what I do right there. I'm not saying. See, in other yeah. words. What is, see, once you do that, then that, that's a very, you know, if you understand that, then see, but, but what I make sure that whatever they ask me, whatever I tell them, I have it defined. And then I put it on the last page, okay, on the last uh, page or the last, um, whatever it is, the last line. The foregoing is, is, is the conclusion came from the glossary page that's in here, page one through four, whatever it is. If you don't agree with the, with the, the terms, the, the words on the glossary page, cross them out, redefine them so we're both on the same page and we, ha- and we have a meeting of the minds. Because the one thing that I found out that they, that, that's not fair, okay, do you mind me asking you what state do you live in, ma'am? Um, I don't know. I don't live in. I live in my body. I don't know what you mean by that. I can't. I live so in you just place. you just okay. You just you just defined it for me. I just got you. So in other words, you're dead when you're when you're not in when you're outside. You're dead. 
probably. Well, I'm on to the next uh, incarnation or experience <laughs> of not being incarnated. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. See what I, I'm saying? Uh, I don't, See? Yeah. See? So, but, 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 wait. What, which one of the 50 do you live in? Or, because I'm just going to show you a point that, I, that I try to, to, I'm trying to make here just so you understand how I think so that yeah. I'm right or wrong. Well, please answer it for me because I know if I do, you're, I'm going to get beaten up. Oh, you're going to get it, no question. All right, are you from <laughs> the north? Are you from the north or the south? Um. Okay, I'll bite. I'm from the north. <laughs> I don't right. know. It, okay, in Texas, we say y'all. What do you say in the north? Ah, hmm. Okay, in Texas, that's yeah. the south. We say, we say y'all. What do you say in the north? I, I don't know. <laughs> you all? You don't know. <laughs> You don't know. Come on now. You don't say you all in the north. I know better. I was born in Michigan, so I know. That's right. So, uh, so you guys. We, okay. See what you just did? Now, let me tell you what y'all means in Texas. It <laughs> means that, that I slap my mother, I bite my sister, and I kick my brother. Is that what uh, you guys mean? See, the answer to that is, oh, we don't say that in the north. What does it mean in Texas? Once I define it, oh, well, we say I bite my mama, slap my brother, whatever. See, now you're protected. That's all I'm saying. Uh, what I'm trying to tell you, that's why I use my glossary page. That's why I rely on it because right. it's always this. See, it's always the same. Now, do you know what an F-150 is? I have no idea. You're going to tell me you don't what know what you're going to tell. Me. What? Well, it's just, I have no idea. What do you What do you What do you mean by F one fifty? See how simple that is. Well, it's a female who weighs one hundred and fifty pounds. See, if you'd have said it's a, a Ford truck, no, it's a female that weighs one hundred. See, that's what I do, and see that that's the only way you can answer it. I have no I have no idea what is it. See, I asked the question. Now here's 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 what I found out by doing this. Okay, I don't have to prove anything. I only have to defend. Now, again, don't take this the wrong way. You're the, again, I want you to defend. I'm going to make you defend this, okay? You're the dumbest woman on the planet. Now, I want you to, now you want, you're in court. You're on the stand. You're sworn in. Now, you, I want you to defend that for me. And then, I, then you're going to do it to me, and I'm going to show you how I do it. Go ahead and do it. I'm, tr I'm, trying, to sh I'm trying to show you how I do stuff to protect myself. So you're the dumbest woman on the planet. Mm -hmm. How would you how would you come back? And you're now remember you're you're sworn in. Uh, you, you answer this, you go home. You don't you, you go to prison. How would you answer it? Um, I would answer it. Let's see. Um, how or hmm. okay? Well, I say the same thing to me. Okay, then, okay, that's that's not bad. Now ask me the same thing, and I'll show you how I answer everything. Um, you are what? What were you? The you're the dumbest woman on the planet. Oh wow! What's what's your proof? What proof do you have that I'm the dumbest? Oh, See, right. You said it. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. What's your proof? 
See, what's your proof? See, so when I go there, they'll say, well, Your Honor, uh, he's, um, he's, he's playing games. Oh, thank you. What proof do you have that I'm playing games? See, I don't care what they say. See, I can defend myself. All I'm trying to do, I'm not telling you you're going to go, you're going to, go to, to court every time you say, but if you get a ticket and you find yourself in court, they're going to say, she speeds all the time. I don't speed all the time. I, I, I hardly ever speed. Uh, you're, con- you're confessing. So, you know, so my answer is, wow, what proof do you have that I speed all the time? See? And then I just shut up and then, then let them, well, uh, uh, do you see me all the time? When I'm at home sleeping and my speed? See, now I've got something. See, I play offense all the time. So this, I found that this works everywhere. I use my glossary page if I get a ticket. I use my glossary page when I walk in the courtroom. Here's my glossary page. They always say, we're not using it. Not a problem. So they'll ask me, for the record, what's your name? Thank you for asking. 1965 Chevy. What? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, Your Honor. What? Yeah. Did I tell you it was an Impala? What? Well, I don't know why you want to know what my first car was. We don't want to know what your first car is. Oh, we were using my glossary page? No. Well, that's what I heard. See, now there's a zoo. See, in other words, we have, we have no meeting of the minds, and that's what I do. So what I'm trying to do here is I'm not telling you what to do. I don't give legal advice. But according to Title 26, income, excuse me, according to the Treasury, Title 31 is the Treasury. That's the money in finance. Surely the Treasury, they're the ones that, uh, let's see, Department of the Treasury. Huh. They know what income is. They're saying they're saying is for the for the for the purposes of federal income, it's it's gifts or bequests. They know what it is. Unless they define it for me, how am I supposed to know it? I'm just a dumb uh, guy born from Michigan who's dyslexic that reads at a third grade level. How in the world am I supposed to know what it is? See, I play every, and that's why I play everything I got. Does that make sense? Yes, Thank no, you, Kerry. No, I appreciate you. I didn't mean to hopefully so, you So we have somebody imagine, else that's waiting that's got a hand raised. Perfect. Okay, right, let's so, do it. Let's do it. Yeah, if you'd like, ma'am, you can contact me through the website. Go yeah, more thank of this you. If you'd like. Uh, youhavetheright.com. All right, thank you. Uh, let's see. 848, I think we talked to him before, but this will be our last call for the evening, our last question. So go ahead. All right. Yeah, uh, not a question, just a statement. Uh, uh, services and services and services rendered are special definitions, so just be careful with that. And as you said, Carrie, no, that, that's right. Them and you put it. I, yep, I got them on. I got them on my glossary page. Now, before we go, I'm going to ask you a question. Now, there's five hundred thousand dollars at stake. I want you to pick the most. If you pick the most, you get the five hundred thousand. I'm letting you pick. If you pick the if you pick the least, I get the five hundred thousand. So there's five hundred thousand dollars at stake. I'm giving you a choice. You want the most? You want uh, thirty, or do you want three? How do you define most? The gobbiest. Got who has the the mo- you know the most? I mean, uh, uh, okay. I don't know uh, the largest. Is, the, the, 30, 30 okay. of what and three of what? Spots. 30 spots or three spots? Quarter inch in diameter. They're, they're the same spots. 
They're exactly the same spot. You got 30 or you got three. You want the most. Are we doing three plus zero or just uh, one plus one plus one? Yeah, just one plus one plus one. That's fine. You want 30 or you want three? If you get the most, you get the 500,000. Let's go. You don't got all night here. I know, I know, because uh, no matter what I choose, it's going to be wrong. Um, you better believe it now. So pick it. I'm going to show you why why it's so important. It doesn't matter. You're not going to lose the money. I'm showing you how important it is to have a glossary page. So so just pick the one that's the most so I can show you. I'm going to pick three. Okay. You're telling me three is more than 30. Where did you go to school? Three is way less. It's 27 less than 30. You lose. I got the 500,000. Sorry. You just went to, you just, okay, now, if you would have said 30, then I would have said, huh, we're playing poker, aces. There's three spots and aces, so it's three aces bigger than three, three tens. <laughs> you lost. That's the reason we have to have a glossary page, because no matter how you answered that, you lose. Because, see, the answer was, huh, huh, what are we playing? See, then I have to tell you, I can't say, well, because as soon as I lie to you, you win anyway. And you didn't know what I was doing. But see, that's the reason why. So if I'd have said poker, well, there's no question. It's, that's why I always get the definition first. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And, and so, you know, that, so I just want you to make sure that you understand that we can, we can, be, we can beat the rascals. We just have to understand that we have to understand the game. And again, I'm, I'm stating this. I am not trying to put the government out of business. I don't want nobody to go to jail. I want them to follow the, the statutes that they wrote. They wrote them. If, if, they, right. weren't, if they weren't good enough for them, then rewrite them. If they don't like them, rewrite them. Okay? But, but if, you, if you use Title 26 and you use it properly, you can tear their head off and mail it back to them. Right. Anybody that yeah, anybody that has any questions, go to you 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 have the right dot com and 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 you can type something in and Tad'll get it and, and if you need to get a hold of me, go to you got the right dot com. No, you have the right dot com. And and he'll get a hold of me and, and him or I will contact him or I will contact you. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining tonight, and we uh, you can join us again next week, same day, same time, and uh, we'll do it again. Well, Gary, thanks for being oh, here. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it's, it's bat. It's it's the Batman. Same bat channel, same bat time. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you're you're batty tonight. Yeah, I, I can't Good night. Help it. Thank you. Good night. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.